What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, she is here, my friend and the host of the Red Hot Real Estate to Real Red Hot Real Estate Show from Remax Results and the Red Hot Real Estate Group. Hello, Mimi. Good, Good to morning. see you. Very excited to see you this morning. It is a party in here today because along with us, first, Mr. Phil Olson from Cross Country Mortgage. What's going on, Phil? Yo, dude. <laughs> Yo, that. <laughs> Really? He came in super casual oh, today. Man. He's feeling it today. He's got his wings on. Exactly. Hey, Phil, let's get your NMLS number out of the way, please. NMLS 238103, company NMLS 3029, cross-country mortgage. Now, before we move into what's going on in our market right now, Phil and Mimi, I know we also have some guests with us, so let's introduce them in case we need to get their voice into the room as well. So who's going to start? Phil's going to introduce. There we go. We are blessed to have some of the best painters in the state of Minnesota. Ooh. Our show is going to be about painting mm-hmm. inside, outside. Uh, I can truly say they're awesome because they've worked for me mm-hmm. and they've worked for some of my clients. So I'd like to introduce Trish Wagner and her husband, Jeff. Mm-hmm. And they are the owners of Eagle Eye Painting here in the Twin Cities. And I think you guys have been in business for a little while, haven't you? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> What's so, a little bit, Trish? Tell, tell I, your story. I started the business in 1996. Wonderful. Okay. And mm-hmm. uh, through a long time, uh, we we uh, started off low end, mm-hmm. worked our way up, did a bunch of uh, restoration work, and mm-hmm. then started my company uh, after that, and been painting ever since exteriors interiors new construction and new residential construction. right so you mostly uh, like so we do you do a lot of commercial as well or just a little residential? bit of commercial if if we have to through, if we have to if i we like have that answer to. yes it, it's good winter work but we prefer to be outside in the oh, summer oh okay so with, regarding the seasonality with our, our here so when are your busiest times like in general i know that we can have a snow apocalypse at any given time but when do you expect to really have to just get out there and just hit the road running as soon as spring hits as gotcha. soon as the snow's basically off the ground mm-hmm. maybe a pile here or there we can start pressure washing and getting houses ready to start painting right so well we spring are to winter spring to fall is like, so we got a little bit of time yeah you get to coast for a little lot longer well we got no, some on our schedule for much. this for this spring but we still have summer available okay all, all right. right so i think we encourage all of our listeners to call in with your questions. Don't miss this opportunity to ask your question about painting. Right. Um, Phil's going to give a testimonial because he is a client and has has used the Wagners for uh, his own particular residence. And I'm going to remind everybody that number is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. Okay. Well, let's start by talking a little bit about some of the most frequently asked questions that you get. Okay. Um, Phil, you want to cover the first question? Sure. Is primer plus paint in a one a good paint to use? Not always, in our opinion, Um, because primer is so much less expensive than regular paint, your finished paint. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me as a painter 
to pay $50 for a paint and primer in one when if I have to prime a, a bedroom, I want to spend $15 on a good gallon of wall paint primer mm-hmm. and then pay $30, $35 for a good wall finish paint instead of having both of them mixed into one. Okay. You're really not getting a full finish of finish paint on your walls and you're paying a lot more for the primer. Is that something that one of my, uh, like me and my DIY friends like to do that because we think it's going to save us time? And it will if you're doing a room that maybe you did five or six patches on them and sanded them and you want to just give those patches a quick prime to build up some stipple on the wall. Wait, wait, stop. Stipple? Stipple from a roller. Instead of like brushing it on and giving it brush strokes, you get stipple from a roller. I'm just warning all my friends out there. I'm going to figure out a way to organically use that in the conversation. Which is really like a little dimple, right? (laughs) Exactly. Which allows the paint to attach more so to that dimple, right? Right. Gotcha. Stipple. All right. I like it. All right. All right. So go on. That's Mm -hmm. a good, that's a good. Mm -hmm. All right. So for, for those people that are wanting to save time, they're doing it themselves different than a professional doing it because you you how do you bake that into your estimate if you're if you're using one product or two does that make sense um so it's it's no more affordable to do the primer in the product than to do it separately if you want the easiest way to do it and you have some spot priming to do it's not going to prime and and seal out like water stains or anything that's the other problem you got stains and stuff you're going to want to use different primers uh but if you're just painting a wall and you have some spots to do you just hit them and then paint the whole wall that color the the primer and paint in one got it okay so taping (laughs) yeah so what do you what's your your advice about taping well always knife it down uh, always tape off your at least your baseboard because when you roll, uh, it sprinkles down. You don't. There's no paint that doesn't sprinkle off the roller when you roll, and then you cover your baseboard with uh, paint if you don't tape it off. But the best thing to do is knife it down. And a lot of people don't know with like frog tape, you're supposed to knife it down, and then you're supposed to take a wet rag and wipe it down to seal it. Okay, on your I don't want to give so away all of your tricks, down. but I want to back well, no, up. Okay. Yeah. So right. what is so what, what is, is knifing, knifing it down? down? What do you mean? You take a putty knife or a five way, and you just knife that edge of the paint down to the end of your base mm-hmm. where, where, where you've put the tape down to cover yes. the wall the ba- on the baseboard. You take your knife and you just swipe it across there to give it a little bit of a seal. We use an IPG tape, which well, that's all we have to do. We don't have to go back over it with a wet rag like you do with. Most of the frog Now, what tapes. about the, I've, like, when I just repainted my bathroom, and I, I, I was very meticulous in my taping, and then when I went and I went to pull it off, then it pulled some of the paint with it, and I was heartbroken, because <laughs> it ruined it. So would that help with that as coming back along that edge? Is that what you're talking about, or is that just, I well, put too much paint on the tape, or what do you think? It could have been probably put too much paint on okay. the tape. If, did you run your roller right into the tape? Prob- yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. What do you mean? Is that even a question? I always do that on the second coat because if you do it on the first coat and it gets really hard and dry and then you do a second coat and it gets even more on there and even drier, then you try and pull it off. It's going to come off in chunks. What we normally do is take a little brush Mm -hmm. and a roller and cut our edges first and roll those out and then take the nine inch or the 18 inch roller we use and roll out the walls. I was proud of myself this time that I did go back and do with the little tiny brush and go fix it. So it does look much better than it had in the past, but I didn't do what you said the first time. So I was like, oh. 
ah, look at the little nicks and chunks that came out when I pulled the tape. It and was very it, sad. It might have been that what you had painted, did you paint it first and then tape over your fresh paint to t- paint something else? No, but I, but it, it, I hadn't painted it in a really long time, but I didn't do things like, I think I was supposed to maybe have wiped down some of the walls better and some other stuff. I didn't do any of the that. The best thing the to do up. is to sand the walls before you paint them. Yeah, just did give not. It, yep. Did not. Well, it just knocks off all the grit and grime <laughs> right, okay, that was so on there. That's so, what I should have done. Gotcha. That's a good good tip. Yeah. Um, so how do you go about sanding a whole wall? Uh, we have pole sanders. Uh, they have nice... 360 pole sanders now it's come a long way we used to have the little flat board that you had to put like sandpaper on and curl it around and hook it down and you'd take it to the wall and you'd sand the whole wall or sand the whole ceiling so how do you get the the remnants that are coming off when you sand what do you what do you do to get that off do you have to take some sort of like a uh swiffer and get that no once you pole sand it i'll pretty much drops down and then you just vacuum I just shop back right up. That, yeah, I've just done that, shop yeah. back mm-hmm. it right up and then start painting your walls. Okay, so one of the things that drives me crazy um, as a realtor is, this is really going to sound nitpicky, but it does drive me bananas and it, also in my own house, um, where the gaps are in between the trim. Do you caulk first or how do you handle that and what caulk do you use? Well, when we are painting baseboards and then we're going to paint the walls we love to uh caulk it in first to fill in those gaps so we have a better line when you're done and then you paint the baseboard after you know you caulk it then you paint it then you can tape off that baseboard and have a beautiful line there you don't have those gaps we always try and caulk them in even if it's stained woodwork you can use a clear caulk okay Mm -hmm. and caulk it caulk it in so when you tape off that edge you have a nice straight line there and you're not getting a white line that over the edge because it's bowed. Okay. Yeah. So clear caulk on stained woodwork and just a regular, we like to use a quick dry 30 minute white caulk oh. on painted trim. Okay. Well, speaking of trim, um, oak, our golden oak. Yes. Let's hear your best solution for that. I love staining over light woodwork that's already finished um, we give it a nice sand and you have to dry brush it in but i've turned um, your golden oak stains to nice mahoganies um, uh, there's espressos out there now that people are really lo- loving that are a little bit darker mm-hmm. um, and it goes right over and then you do another two coats of varnish on it and you have brand new cabinets, basically. We I'm do a kitchens in Which gold. one's golden oak? I have to Google it. Very and why, it's a yellow, and why do we not it's like the it anymore? Woods that- okay. Because the, the whole of all of the 90s, yes. they used it. Okay. Uh, and it, it was golden oak floors, golden oak trim. Ah. So everything Banisters, just kind of flowed yep. cabinets. Ah, okay. So it was it was really, and it's a good wood. There's yes. nothing wrong with it. It's really hard wood. Wonderful. It's just a, overdone. I have it was to send a picture of my kitchen again just, and see if that's what I've got. It's <laughs> yes. just falling out of style. That's right. really what well, it is. as soon as everybody covers it up, it'll come right back. <laughs> hey, folks. How about right. that? Real quick, right. I just want to let you guys know, here's a great time for you guys to be calling in with a premier expert. I mean, right. <laughs> these guys are experts when it comes to paint. 
Now's your time to call in and get those questions answered. Right. And I'm going to go ahead and let us go to break. When we get back, we're going to have more conversation from all of our experts then in the room. We'll also do some updates on what's going on here in the Twin Cities. You can call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Miss Shannon here with my friend Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group. Also, our friend Phil Olson from Cross Country Mortgage is in the room. And also, our new friends from, is it Eagle Eye? Eagle Eye Painting. So, if you would like to get your question into the room, you can call us at 651 641 1071. That's 651 641 1071. Producer Ellie told me that we did have a caller get disconnected, but I want to make sure that we start to address address their question and hopefully if they have any follows up they call back so they wanted to talk about brickwork um the only times i've seen people like i i i'll be honest with you so in my rental side my sister's moving in and so she had me paint over uh some brickwork that i disagreed i really liked it but she was like no i want it to be white is that a trend that we're seeing right now is covering up our brickwork not much of a trend it's been going on for 25 years right uh, I prefer to like do a light white light whitewash okay. stain over them, so mm-hmm. you kind of still get the brick feeling. But yes. if it's really dirty and there's no cleaning it, no mm-hmm. getting it back to itself, you can always do a whitewash, or you can paint it and do a full finish on it. I've done tons of full finishes right. on old brick that's degrading, and we just patch it up and do the best. We, we did can. kind of a whitewash. Yeah. What do you mean by full? What are you doing? Um, Sometimes I use sponges, sometimes I use rags, sometimes I'll use plastic kind of to, I do sample boards for customers and it's just a full finish, uh, kind of like a fresco kind of a finish on a wall where you blend the paints together. Are right. we adding any plaster to this or anything like that to That's to, more to of the Amanda of mud root uh, where it's painted mud that you uh, take trowels and trowel it on the wall. Um, scrapers gotcha. and finish coat and and it gives you that more venetian effect okay right. i will tell you that uh from the people that i have had paint their fireplace because it was uh it, it just if you paint the wall around your fireplace and the fireplace does not pop it still feels dated or right. dirty the best thing, in my opinion, as a realtor, is that you go ahead and paint that with a fresh paint. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid of it. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful when when people do that, and it really actually um, makes it seem cleaner and fresher, in my opinion. And we've had people here at my talk that we've helped that right. have done that, and it just they couldn't believe the difference when they did it and they were afraid to do it because it's kind of permanent when it goes on brick in the house it's got to be a special paint though due to the heat oh, oh yeah right so, all right so you're 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 telling that paint person here this is what i'm doing what kind of paint do i need to have because paint is flammable <laughs> mm-hmm. all right so well I- you can paint it with the paint but it's the top coat the clear coats you put over it you okay. make sure the final uh, clear coats are Gotcha. Resistance. Do you have to be worried that the the mantle and the the sides of the fireplace does that need to be a, like a fire rated paint because you're not actually in there in the burn box? No, I mean it depends on how how the edge of your fire box is. Some brick, it's just that brick edge lip around the inside, and we paint right up to there. And usually the fire's back far enough. Might get a little brown and black yeah. after a while but uh, you can always clean off that surface because we do clear coats on top of it. Okay, so in the south where I'm from, um, 
it, it has been trendy for quite a long time to paint your exterior brick. Do you see much of that here in Minnesota? When it gets discolored as much as people don't like it, or I've I've had customers just say, "I don't like brick. I want I want white brick with black shutters," and mm-hmm. we do it. It's using the right primer again is the most important thing, and the right paint masonry paint for the bricks. And some of the maintenance that would have to go with painting your brick. That's why people love brick so much is it's low maintenance. Right. So if you paint the exterior part of your home uh, because you love it, how often do you think those folks are going to have to repaint? Uh, probably every seven to ten years. Okay. I definitely wash it every five with a pressure washer just to clean it off. Mainly it's going to be at the lower half. It's probably going to need the most extensive touch-ups, you know, from weed whacking to yes. shoveling to all that stuff. Uh, the lower end. But if you keep it clean, that's the whole my whole business is about trying to keep it clean and keep it up to date. And so from the from the brick part, masonry, do you get involved with any of that tuck pointing, things that need to have repairs before you paint? No, I, we like to leave that to a ma- masonry contractor. Okay, so if that's you and you know you need <laughs> masonry work, trust me, they are so booked up. If you can find one, get them on your calendar right, right away. Right, and so we also appreciate people being part of the show. They can call us at 651-641-1071. And with that, we're going to go to Cindy. Cindy, thank you very much for calling. What's your question that you'd like to get into the room, Cindy? Okay, uh, painting French doors with all the panes. And the, mm. you know, the dividers. Those I'm are fun, right? Now and I'm, I, I can't imagine being able to do that and not getting paint on the glass. And Well, real easy trick is to take a razor blade and clean the glass right next to the wood edge, dust it off, and then just take some tape and tape it off. That way, okay, if so you slop on the glass. Inside gla- the panes. Right, and on the glass, right next to it, you make a nice little line when you're ready to paint and tape off each pane. We've done that, okay. but there's also a product out there that you can brush on the glass. And once it dries, you can paint. We spray the doors, and then we go back with a little utility knife, cut it out around the frame, and it peels off like plastic. Oh, okay. That sounds like a better deal. Okay. And then um, I'm noticing on, the, you know, one of the doors, there's some, mm, I don't know what, if you want to call it cracks. Yeah. It's like a crack. I mean, I, not open, open. It's like a line of a crack. So uh, you can probably you just sand that down. You or? can sand it down and probably put a little putty in that matches the color of the stain. Okay. You're talking about, and then, and then put a clear coat over that, which will seal it into the door. But if it's a big hole, I try and blend a couple of different colors of the color putty together because the door isn't a solid color. So it gives it a okay. little bit more, more it takes away from the eye. So it doesn't stand so out doesn't, so much. Exactly. Yeah. So it doesn't stand out. Okay, yeah, it's not a huge crack. Um, okay, so is that product where you put in the... You said you can put over the glasses. Can you purchase that? Yes, I would go to Hirschfields or Sherwin-Williams and ask for the product. I can't remember the name of it right now, but uh, ask for the product that you can brush on your your French door glass, and it will protect it from the paint. It's a really easy product to use. The one thing you want to do is make sure you take a razor blade and clean off all that old finish off the glass first before you apply it. 
It sounds like either way you're going to have to do some kind of fiddly oh, with those doors. Raise so good your luck, Cindy. In your fingers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Cindy. Yeah, good luck. Well, thanks and for the... Can I just ask you real quick, do you recommend a certain kind of tape? Uh, we you know, love IPG tapes. They, they come IPG in all different tape. brands. It's really good tape. Okay, very good. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks, Cindy. So, so much great information. Right. Right? I love, I love it. it. Yeah, me yeah. too. Um, so, painting... On the grain, against the grain. With the grain, always. 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 Okay, and that gets kind of maybe into our next question, which I think we'll talk about at the next break. But I want to talk with you again about the golden oak and the graininess in it when you're you're trying to paint that either with a regular paint or if you want to enamel it. And you do those types of projects as well. Yes. yes. Okay, perfect. And in the meantime, let's remind people they can get your guides that just recently came out as well, right? Mimi? Oh, yeah. We're looking forward to springs. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is text guide, seller or buyer, to 651-578-2218. Right. And Phil, real quick, let's get your number out there into the world as well. You can reach me at 651-238-6748 or just email me at phil at Olson. We do appreciate com. you listening to the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Remember, you can be part of the show today. Call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Here with our friend Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group. Also, Mr. Phil Olson from Cross Country Mortgage. We've been getting some great information from our uh, my new friend, Trish, from Eagle Eye Painting. Uh, I just uh, got to tell her the story about how I spent a lot of time painting my bathroom and then used a command strip and it pulled all the paint off and my heart was broken. And you felt my pain, Trish. So I, thank you. I feel it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Daily. Like, I could have just... You know it's still the there wall. under your picture. <laughs> that everybody's going to come over now, and if they use that bathroom, they're going to take the pictures down. Yeah, see if they I'm going to look. This. I'm going to look. <laughs> we would love for you to be part of the show, though. You can call us at 651-641-1071. Okay. You know, as a realtor, uh, I think that one of the best, best things that you can do before you put your house on the market is to have fresh paint. You say that often. I, you do. I say mm-hmm. it. I mean it. And, it, and I, I think it's the best. Biggest, the best return on investment that you can make. Number two to that is carpet, carpet or flooring. Yeah. Um, and then hardware on your, your cabinets. But speaking of cabinets, I'm such a fan. Yeah, we, we're <laughs> like having all kinds of love for you here, Trish. Um, so what do you as an expert think that homeowners should do um, as far as like if they're on a budget and they want to freshen up their paint, but they maybe can't spend a lot of money. What are some of the tips that you would suggest? For? Painting on the interior, um, just to freshen up the walls. A nice light pr- color on the walls and maybe a pop of color on the ceilings is the new in thing. How about I don't this? know I have this. A, No, I like it. You know what I did, and you could tell me. I learned this from TV, Trish. You could tell this word. I, I went and I waited for quality oops paint at my place. And I was like, okay, wait until there was a color that I didn't hate so that it was good paint that I didn't want to spend the full price on that somebody hated. Are you familiar with the oops paint? Maybe you, oh, yeah. you schooled me on oops paint and, and I had no idea about yeah, most, it. Most, most retailers have their big pile of oops yes yeah. that somebody bougie palette in the correct. back yeah. that yeah. somebody bougie went and picked and that got the, now i got okay fancy Speak, Richfield paint speaking yes. of bougie yeah um color of the year let's talk about it uh 
for Sherwin Williams, Red End Point. Never mm. painted it. It it's a little like Pepto Bismol. But with, is it pinkish? It's pinkish. Ew. Really? And it I'm has a, a little Yeah, please do. Because you'll help me describe it. And for our Benjamin Moore, their color of 2023, Raspberry Blush. Now I do think that one is a nice pop of color. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you describe oh, it. Miss Shannon's googling right now. She's yes. looking at these paint colors. <laughs> well, what do you think it's about kinda it? It's kind of like if you put tan and pink together. So, like a oh, not even pink, pink rose. I was going to say like rose and pink. It's very. Uh, I get it because it, it, I understand why it's so soothing. Like we're back into those dulcet tones of paint, you know, and it's not that different than what our studio looks here. It's just brighter in here. So I get why it's done because now we like those muted tones i personally don't you've seen mine mine looks like a tropical fiesta up in my house but if you wanted something that was neutral that you can put any old piece of furniture in front of and it's not going to stand out that paint will do it okay y'all google it i'm Mm -hmm. just saying red and Um, point Mm -hmm. yes and raspberry blush you can pull that one up from benjamin moore that one is the the color of the year for them um i didn't mind that one as much now, when we're starting to talk about colors for selling, okay, Miss Shannon, when you get ready to sell your place, oh, that's uh, different. Oh, you and I, <laughs> we're we're gonna have to talk. Um, so mine looks like you walked into like if you like what like is if it you're the watching, Amazon? No, it's not the Amazon, but it is very much if you're watching. Um, oh, the movie just went out of my head. If you're watching like the like Dia de los Muertos and all, it's like all the colors and all this kind of oh. stuff. So it's Encanto, it's like my ju- my kitchen, color. my kitchen. Kitchen is very Encanto, is what yeah. it is. But I like it. But I'm not. I like this. But see this rosemary blush. That's I like in that my, color. That's in my. It's scheme. nice. Yeah, yeah that, I no, can do that. That is nice. Rosemary yeah. a little blush. Bit. I'm good. I, I think, can see that being accented, maybe just on mm-hmm. one wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, okay, so let's talk about some of the hot paint colors for people who are wanting to sell their house. Now, in my world, when somebody wants to sell their house, what I do is I take my paint deck chips into yes. their house and put it up against their trim and look at the lighting mm-hmm. and see see kind of how it plays. And it'll look different at different times of the day. What time of the day, in your opinion, high sun is the best time to look, pick a color? Probably noon. Okay. okay. And definitely not in the paint stores where they have the halogen lights and everything. Uh, take it outside even yes. if you're... Yep. And then take it home. They also have nice big sheets of samples of most of the colors. Yes. And they have bigger ones of the... Instead of just the color chart of five yes. going down and trying to pick from right. an inch. And it's nice to be able to like paint a, uh, just a that area. Well, they do and have then, paint samples mm-hmm. that you can get for $8. Right. And I say that's the best thing to do instead of spending 35 Five dollars on a gallon of paint that you're not sure of. Eight dollars for a sample. Put it up on the wall. Look at it day yes. and night because the grays, yes. the grays are so in, and they come yes. off blue mm-hmm. and they come off green. And people are like, "You got two different colors on my walls." And I'm like, <laughs> "All right, I swear no, we don't. Didn't. All right. Yeah. so Trish, when you when you paint that that you know little example on your wall, how big should it be? Two feet? Two three by two feet? A foot and a half, yeah, two feet, foot and a half. Yeah, it, you Some, don't want to put a little dot. No, you, but put it where maybe a, a window is, so mm-hmm. it window's showing some light in on it, so you can see what it looks like lighter, and then definitely look at it after the sun goes down and say, is this too dark for me? Yeah. Now, do you right. think it's also better to maybe put it on two different walls that have, maybe one's, one wall is more shaded than another? I, I like two or three samples even in one room. It okay. just helps, you know, get the feeling of what it's going to look like better than a little 
chip of yes paper. back to mimi's question when and you're so, looking at those neutral uh, things now i see that red end point coming into play if i'm looking for a neutral thing that you could just put up in a house well then i don't hate you it. know right now what we're talking about is the smaller the room mm-hmm. and the darker the room the lighter the color you want to go when you're trying to re- resell it okay um right. you want it to the lighter the color the bigger the space will look and it will it will just make everything more bright and brilliant. Uh, some of the colors that we talk about in my world is agreeable gray, revere pewter, edgecomb gray, um, Dover white. These are all going to look very different in everybody's space, but they're neutral. And that is what you want is neutral and maybe with a small accent someplace just because people need to be able to see it uh with their own things in it. in it. Right. And the, the more neutral it is, the easier that is to do. Definitely. So. All right. So I'm going to I'm gonna switch up the subject here a little bit. So brush, roller, if you were to say, I'm going to paint a room, name me two sizes of brushes I should have. What is the size of the roller? And what are the functions of those three things? Okay, I would take a two and a half inch angled brush all day long. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're doing a bunch of different rooms in the same color, they have an oval two and a half inch brush, which holds twice as much paint as a regular one. Those are great brushes to use. Mini rollers, we love the little two and a half inch mini rollers to border out where we've just cut in. So you don't have to take your nine inch roller right up to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also use a lot of 18 inch rollers that makes the job go twice Y'all as fast. Look at you, you're out, out there just doing the whole wall. She doesn't have to belong to a gym. Ceiling. No, exactly. Uh, we also appreciate everyone who listens to the show. You can call us at 651-641-1071. So we're going to go to the phones now, everyone. Lynn, thank you very much for your patience. Lynn, what is your question for the room today? I was wondering um, if they have a product uh, for a green treated deck. We bought a house that they had just put a deck on, but it's just green treated and bare. And before we ruin it, is there a best thing to do with it that's maybe the least amount of work that lasts the longest? <laughs> it's brand new, you said? Yes. I would definitely let it weather a year before you do anything to it. The wood that's coming out today has so much wax buildup in it. It needs to be able to acclimate. And I wouldn't put anything on it for a year because you could use the best primer or the best stain in the world, and it's still probably going to pop off. I always try and have all my new construction jobs wait at least six months to a year so it can go through at least two to four seasons. Then if you wanted to paint it, you're going to want to... The best exterior oil, I would use an oil primer on it and then a a latex paint over that. Otherwise, you can go with a really dark stain and you could probably do samples underneath it to see what color would work best before you try it on the top. Yeah, I love the idea of staining it too, Mm -hmm. Lynn, um, because I... I think that that makes it look more natural. But when it's green treated, it's green. So ah. the stains are going to, you can't go with a light stain on it. It's going to have to be a dark stain ah. to cover that green treated. And I think okay. the green treated also, it also depends on how much sunlight that green treated is going to get in that first year. Yes. So if it's in a shaded area, you might want to push that out for two years. Am I right by saying that? You would, you would. And it's then you can also fun. test it and, and feel it to make sure it doesn't have that waxy buildup before you do anything. And what, what do you not want to put on it? 
I wouldn't want to put paint on it, any kind of paint on it. I would I would prefer to put stain on it because stains made to wear, let the wood breathe, taken and out, even though it's a constant maintenance from the day you stain it, every two to four years from there on out. Okay. But Always, stain will preserve wood better than paint, correct? Uh, because of the it, oil in it? It's a toss-up. It will probably last longer, but eventually there's moisture going to wick into every kind of exterior wood out there. That's why I always gotcha. prefer to go with the stains because you can always whack another coat of stain down and instead of having to scrape, sand, prime, and two coat again. So, everyone, why don't we do this? I know producer Ellie is feverishly talking to some people on the phone, but Ellie, give me a second. What I'd like to do is we're going to go to break and then we can come back to those phone calls when we return. We appreciate all the information. We also can get some other people on the phone as well at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Also available as a podcast. Reminding you can get this episode and previous episodes by going to our website, mytalk1071.com. Use that keyword, Red Hot. So we want to make sure, because we've had such great information from our friends from Eagle Owl Painting. So let's give their information out, and then we're going to go to the phones for our next caller, yep. please. And so if you want to get in touch with uh, our friends here from Eagle Eye Painting, all you have to do is text the keyword paint to 651-578-2218, and then we'll text you back their direct contact information. Right. Um, and get in while the getting's good. We right. got good questions coming. <laughs> exactly. And you want to give your number real quick? Ah, uh, the business line is uh, 763-479-2696. And we did start a Facebook page, uh, Eagle Eye Painting Incorporated, about a week ago because we don't do a lot of advertising. Don't You'll probably be seeing Miss Shannon's living room in there here in the oh, near future. That. You're going to help Some me. kitchen cabinets. Some yeah, kitchen, cabinets. kitchen cabinets. You seem more uh, more set on me getting my kitchen cabinets <laughs> fixed than my living room. I can do the living room. Okay. So we'll do that. But we do appreciate everybody calling again. The number is 651 651- Six four one one zero seven one. Tracy, thank you very much for your patience. What is your call? I mean, what is your question that you'd like to get into the room today, Tracy? Oh, okay. Hi. Thanks. Um, okay. Basically, I want to know how I can clean up like some stains on my kitchen walls, uh, like salsa and mayo and stuff. Mm. Um, my paint has been—it's at least ten years old. But my issue is, I have one of those open floor plans where that same color just never ends. <laughs> You know, so I don't know if I can just kind of patch it up or, you know, how I can blend it so it looks kind of decent for now. Depending depending on the stains, I mean, if you have to use an oil primer so it doesn't bleed through, if it's something that's bleeding through, you're going to want to use an oil primer. And then a lot of times I just try and take a roller. If you have the, the name of the paint and the number of the paint, you could get a gallon made and try it in a little... Um, area in the corner to see if it matches and then you just take a little mini roller a nine inch roller and you feather it out you start in the spot that you want to touch up and then you feather it out and kind of lift the roller off the wall as you go high up and high down to feather it in so it's not just one blotch of a fresh coat of paint tracy you sure you don't want to just get some salsa colored paint and just paint the whole kitchen salsa i i really would but it's such a big area i don't know if i can handle it i have another question though regarding that yes it did blend in it did blend in so i would need an oil primer but i don't have the chip of paint anymore like i don't know what color it is because like i said it's really old now i heard i was on the internet and it said like if i could take a picture of the color 
and bring it to like Sherwin or something, they can match that up for me. They usually can. You've got to get a really clear picture on your phone and make sure because the phone plays tricks with Mm -hmm. the colors a lot. Even when you're looking on with a on a computer on the colors, they don't look the same as out of the can. And don't right. That's the best way to do it. If if you could find like something behind or below a baseboard or behind a door frame that you could chip a little piece off somewhere to take it in that's another way of getting it matched to the exact color you have because it's Mm -hmm. probably faded a little in 10 years absolutely yes it has okay great well i i do like the tip about the um the oil primer because i didn't try that and it has it already has sunken in so they have great cans of cover it's called cover stain spray uh that works the best for us it's not really runny it's a nice thick spray oil primer and it doesn't smell for after about 30 minutes after is that a spray can spray can okay nice because you don't have to get a brush and a roller and mess up your hands you just shake it up well and keep the can moving when you spray the spot don't just try and spray in one (laughs) spot move the can (laughs) Okay, we'll do that. I appreciate the tip. I'm sure. Thanks, Good luck. Tracy. See, Thanks, I think all this guys. stuff is so fun. You're so that, welcome. That segues right into some of the finishes. Okay, so for some of your heavy traffic, like your bathrooms, what finish do you recommend? We usually use eggshells, satins, or even um, a higher gloss, a like a semi-gloss. Uh, just gives it more elasticity, more durability, and more cleanability. The flats and the mats, even though they say they're scrubbable, they're really not. No, Especially when not. you take no. a sponge in water and you're starting to get a little bit of the color on the sponge. You right. know, it's just wiping it off. So something with, I like the low sheen eggshells a little bit more. They're not shiny, okay. like like a semi-gloss where you come in and you're like, wow, this is really glossy. It's <laughs> wet. My, your... I'm like, it's going to get wet anyway. I just put out the glossiest I could get <laughs> for your front door, which always needs to be painted when you're selling, um, or most of the time. What finish would you recommend? Definitely a satin if it's in good condition. Uh, mats tend to hide if it's kind of damaged, dented, and everything. You don't want to use a gloss on something that has a lot of imperfections in it. Okay. Uh, so that that way, I'd go with a matte, a lower sheen on the front door. But normally, a satin you want to put on there to gives it a lot of durability and a little bit of. Sh- a shine to it okay the good information um so some of the questions that i have uh, you know when i get into a house that's got some cabinetry that really they don't have the money to replace the cabinets but they are so you know really a hindrance for their kitchen especially the kitchen enameling you do that type of work right yes okay so the difference in your opinion between painting them with regular paint or enameling them for the kitchen well regular paint's not going to hold up like enamel will and uh, we actually use a product called ilva it's from uh, italy and it actually does a lot of fills in a lot of the grains that are in the cabinet doors that you see a lot of the grainage and the pittiness this fills it in and it's a great product and it lasts really long and wears really well okay so it dries super quick you can paint one side of a door flip it over in an hour paint the other side really okay that's awesome to know Mm -hmm. we we did a kitchen we did an entire kitchen in two and a half days from start taping it off priming it painting it and putting all the doors and drawers back in two and a half days because of this product allowing us to have dried and doing the second coat within two hours okay well that's a great tip right there yeah for folks that are 
are always really worried about bringing their house onto the market and they've got older cabinets. They, they know that they don't really show as well as some of the neighbors that have done kitchen remodels. Doing something like that will make a world of difference. And we've worked with some my talkers here, uh, staff that did that and it was transformational mm-hmm. completely. It changed the whole kitchen and I think it brought them thousands and thousands of dollars of profit. Oh yeah. Well yeah, and worth then swapping the investment. Out, you can swap out the, the doorknobs and the handles mm-hmm. and bring accents to that. I mean I, I I've seen that done and I would totally agree with Mimi. Um it's well worth the investment. Uh you'll get your money back if not then some. Okay. We don't have much time, but I do want to have one quick question about exterior. Let's mm-hmm. talk about cedar siding. Um, and how often do you need to, to paint that? Do you need to pressure wash it? What are the steps to, to making a good exterior paint? On cedar siding? Yes. You definitely want to wash it before you paint it. And usually if it's cedar, I try and start out with a stain and work your way up until the stain isn't protecting it anymore and then you transfer over to paint 15 years from now with brand new wood why paint it stain it let the stain work with the wood it allows the exterior wood to breathe take in and release the moisture when you paint it it'll seal it up a little more and when it needs to push out that moisture that's when your paint starts cracking so i always start start with the stain and the the thin stains the semi-transparent and work your way up and caulking do that before Huge. you. So you you want to power wash it first. Yep. Caulk it next. Yep. And then pa- paint or stain. Paint or stain. Okay. Good tips. Good tips. And you do all of that type of work too. We do all of it on all different types of homes. It's okay. all different types of. Products. Can you help me with my woodpecker holes? Can you help me right. with that? Right. <laughs> oh. Call gum. Chew some gum and. Put that in the hole. I put a bunch of. I got a plan this time. Listen, the woodpeckers, they just want to live in your house. Exactly. They're like, come on now, we'll make good company. That's what they think. What is the one thing that you'd like to leave folks with? We got one minute. I just love. I love painting, and Mm -hmm. I love talking about painting. I love doing the right job. And if you're looking for a painter, have a couple different estimates, and never. 80% 80% of the job before they even show up. It should oh. be a third, a third, a third. Okay. It saves you from losing and it saves them, you know, to get the job done. They have to do meet certain criterias. Okay. If you have any questions about real estate, mortgage, or painting, you can text your questions to 651-578-2218 and you can email me at Mimi at MNRedHotRealEstate.com. We'll make sure to put all this information on our show page as well, reminding you can go to mytalk1071.com. Keyword red hot.